Welcome to the Israel Daily News Podcast. I'm your host, Shanna Folds, and I'm here to get you caught up quickly. I've got some top news stories for you today from Israel, and guess what? You're listening, so you're already on top of your game. Survive and thrive, people. Knowledge is the best weapon. Today is Tuesday, June 14th, 2022 in the Gregorian calendar and the 15th of Sivan, 5782 in the Hebrew calendar. Now, let's get to the news. Yamina Knesset member Nir Orbach quit the coalition just yesterday, which was Monday, after citing his coalition members had extremist anti-Zionist elements. It's a huge blow to the already fragile coalition. This leaves current Prime Minister Naftali Bennett's coalition at a 59-seat minority, meaning that the opposition, led by former Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, could call for a vote of no confidence and send the country back to the voting booth. This isn't the first time that Bennett's coalition held a minority seat, however. Last month, Israeli Arab member of Knesset Raida Rinawi Zoabi resigned, only to return a week later after talks with Foreign Minister Yair Lapid, who did some damage control. In order for government to work, there needs to be a clear majority in the coalitions, and there are 120 seats in total. Now the majority has become the minority with 59 seats. Still, this time, Bennett's minority could remain. About an hour after Orbach announced his resignation, Bennett addressed the Knesset and warned that the coalition could fall apart within a week or two unless MKs or members of Knesset or parliament members in English will stop deserting the team. A Channel 12 poll published yesterday shows 56% of Israelis believe this government should not continue to exist. Still, the Knesset appears to contain a majority of MKs who say they will not join a coalition with former Prime Minister Netanyahu. Sounds like some people are going to be stuck between a rock and a hard place. Iranian operatives were arrested in Turkey last week just before they were able to carry out an alleged attack against Israeli tourists in the country. Several Israelis were quickly taken out of Turkey by Israeli security officials, and one woman was literally phoned by a senior official when she picked up his call. They informed her that she shouldn't go back to her hotel room because there were Iranian assassins waiting there for her and her husband to return. Yesterday, Foreign Minister Yair Lapid issued a level four travel warning for Istanbul, which is the most severe warning. He says it comes because of a vast amount of Iranian attempts to attack Israelis vacationing in Istanbul. Tensions between Israel and Iran have been increasing and continue to increase due to Iran's nuclear threats and Israel's airstrikes on Iranian targets located in Syria. The United States, along with 21 other countries, signed a declaration yesterday condemning an 18-page report published by the United Nations Human Rights Council that accuses Israel of perpetuating the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. The United States and other countries criticized the report, with U.S. Ambassador to the U.N. Michelle Taylor saying that this report is further demonstration of long-standing disproportionate attention given to Israel in the country and must stop. 
The United States left the U.N. Human Rights Council under President Trump's administration in 2018, largely due to its, quote, chronic bias against Israel. And the United States has only fully rejoined the council as of this year. The 21 other countries include Austria, Canada, Germany, and the United Kingdom, as well as Brazil, that declare that they condemn this 18-page report that they say is unfairly accusatory of Israel. Now we have an unfortunate update on a story we've been following. The unidentified corpse found near Akko has been confirmed to be Sapir Nacham. The police announced yesterday that they had identified the body after sending it to the Institute of Forensic Medicine in Tel Aviv for identification. Sapir Nacham is a 24-year-old mother of two who's been missing since June 2nd. Officers suspect her former boyfriend killed her. The last time she was seen in person was when she was dropping her two-year-old daughter off at the nursery. Security footage shows she got into the car of her boyfriend, and it's unclear exactly which time of day that happened. We here at the Israel Daily News podcast send our prayers to her children, who are two years old and the other less than a year, and also our warmest prayers to her family. We hope that this case can and will be brought to justice. And now for a brief announcement before we get to some fun stories. If you're getting caught up on your Israel Daily News, we'd like you to consider sending over monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash Israel Daily News slash support. The financial support we get from subscribers helps us maintain our show and it helps us continue to grow and try to reach new audiences. Subscribers will get a handwritten thank you note and a little poem that I write myself to let you know how thrilled we are to have your support. Thank you for your interest in Israeli affairs, Israeli politics, our world politics. We have one link in the show notes, which you can click on, and that'll take you to the page where you too can make a contribution and feel good knowing that you're supporting independent journalism. So check that out at israeldaily.news. You can also support us by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Two, you can share the show with a friend. And three, you can follow us on Facebook at israeldaily.news as well as Shanafold. My name has two N's in it, and I'm very sensitive about that. You can also find us on Twitter at Israel Podcast. COVID is back on the rise here in Israel. Around 6,000 Israelis tested positive for the virus on Sunday alone. Of those, 100 patients are in serious condition and 24 in critical condition. As of now, the country has a 26% positivity rate. In an update yesterday, the health ministry announced that the reproduction rate of the virus has risen to 1.51%. So far, no changes have come to play regarding any rules or regulations for COVID. Have you ever heard of Walt? It's a Finnish service that has expanded all over Europe and Israel, and it gets food delivered to your door, usually with delivery people who ride bicycles. It's extremely popular in Tel Aviv, and once you have the app, you can use it anywhere. To my delight, it actually worked in Greece when I was visiting and needed a late-night gyro. I was able to purchase one using my Wolt app and pay for it with my Israeli credit card and everything. Well, Monday, so that's yesterday, Walt launched for the first time in Haifa, which is a city in Israel's north. I didn't realize that they did not have Walt there this entire time. It's so popular in Tel Aviv and has been for some time now. The service is now working with 100 restaurants and 100 couriers in the city. 1,000 people applied to be couriers at this point. Walt has been servicing Tel Aviv, Rishon, Netanya, Binyamina, Beersheva and Jerusalem for three and a half years. 
Now Haifa is the first city in the north to get it as well. Enjoy your delivery, Haifa. Israeli swimmer Veronica Garenko wins second place in the 2022 Paralympic Swimming Championship. The competition took place Sunday. The 24-year-old raced in the women's 50-meter breaststroke. She finished with a time of 1 hour, 25 minutes, and 74 seconds. Grinko says that the feeling of earning her first medal is incredible. The championship began with more than 500 swimmers from 60 countries around the world. The competition is the largest Paralympic event that Portugal has ever hosted. It's always exciting to see good people get into places of leadership. Well, this morning I woke up to news that Israel Defense Force General Doron Almog is being tapped for the next chair of the Jewish Agency, which is a huge organization that deals with Israel and the Jewish diaspora. It is a leg of the Israeli government, but it's still partly private, so people call it a quasi-governmental organization. I met General Almog when he delivered a tear-inducing talk at an art exhibit that I covered for the Jerusalem Post a couple months back. The event displayed art created by people with disabilities. General Almog has experience with this field himself as he dedicated his life to his son who was mentally and physically disabled. He ended up creating an entire village for Israel's disabled community in the Negev called ADI Ale Negev which provides people medical and social services and the chance to live on campus. Before this, he told me when he met and he was telling me about his village, he said that Israeli parents had to send their children off to facilities in Europe if they wanted full-time care. They literally had to send their kids out of the country, and now they have a place within the borders of Israel. Almog is the recipient of the Israel Prize, the country's most prestigious honor for his life's achievements. But he actually made a name for himself as a major general in the forces and head of the Southern Command, where he was responsible for securing the Gaza border and keeping Israelis safe. General Almog is 71 years old, and the selection committee is expected to vote him in. However, the Jewish agency has a reputation for being a complete disorganized mess filled with office politics, so you never know what's going to happen in the hierarchy chain at the Jewish agency, but of course I'll be paying attention for any updates. And just a note, the health ministry is asking people not to bathe in four Tel Aviv beaches due to bacteria in the water harmful bacteria, that is. Those beaches are Bogoshev Beach, Tsuk Tsafon Beach, Geula Beach, and Aviv Beach, all on the sunny shores of Tel Aviv. Don't go swimming until further notice. All right, well, that is it for today's show. Today is Tuesday, June 14th, 2022. Tel Aviv has a low of 22 degrees Celsius and a high of 29 degrees. That's 71 degrees Fahrenheit for the low, going up to 84 degrees for the high. Subscribe to the Israel Daily News podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. We are everywhere. Don't forget to sign up to our Israel Weekly News Wrap. It's a newsletter with the top five stories coming out of Israel from throughout the week. I also usually add in a few personal anecdotes so you can get the inside scoop on what's going on in my life. And I always mention our professional highlights regarding the Israel Daily News podcast. You can sign up for that on our website at israeldaily.news. Thank you to Michelle Milner for her social media work and our newest interns, Carly Brechner, Eliana Neal, Amberly Jin for writing some of today's stories. I've got a great female crew this semester, and I'm looking forward to teaching them a lot about journalism and writing. Here is a song called O Trem, 
produced with a complete full Brazilian band in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, by an Ole Hadash, or a new immigrant to Israel, named Alan Sommer from Brazil. He says that it's a social song. It means the train. The lyrics reflect a poetic way in the struggle of working class people in Brazil and throughout the world by coming back from their jobs at the end of the day as life seems to feel like an empty train going home sometimes. I hope that you'll like this one. I sure do. Enjoy and have a great and productive day. Quando chega o trem na estação dos que não tem e você pula nesse trem que sempre vem Tem gente que vai, a vida passa como um trem A gente espera sem saber pular também A vida da gente é sempre igual Nunca se reage contra o mal Passa a roleta, se dorme, se aguenta na estação final O trem da vida vai chegar E vai levar a nenhum lugar Porque será 